Oh, hey, it's a long drive back from New Orleans. I've got plenty of time to catch you up. Can I kiss you? I think Sarah would just pull her in. Whoever these gear people are, they got some of your DNA or someone close to you. I think I'm just going to have to go have a chat with Genevieve. You didn't happen to see where anyone went. Ari disappeared, and then Seeb and Merog ran off together. <laughs> Ari Green! What a pleasure it is to see you here of all places. I don't think you really mean Ignis glows brightly, and the ice begins to melt. There is another blue spear of ice that juts out from the darkness. No, 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 Ignis. Get up. The Apotheosis move is a move you can take advanced as a hex that is a little bit different than a lot of other playbooks. Uh, You enter a state where you have immense power and zero interest in the well-being of other people. You do this. You snap his neck and he just crumbles into the ground beneath you. Until next time, Jack. The normal and the weird are about to collide. And there's nothing we can do about it. If we need to get the normal people and the weird people on the same page, we gotta get these people talking. Where'd she go? I just want to know what she's up to, where she went. If you want to find your aunt, you best start looking in the wild. Now, tell me, Mr. Pose, where do you think your place is going to be when the wild takes over this world? You're looking at the face of Goodfellow. Burn everything. dare you begin this recording that way <laughs> piss myself fuck you <laughs> i can tell you are looking down your chin at your belly button <laughs> i can tell i can't find my fidget spinner <laughs> i'm getting creative so he's gonna pierce his belly button instead. i'd rather you fidget with something noisy than with something violent <laughs> God. Uh. Hello and welcome to episode three of the interlude arc of Shrimp and Crit. Isn't this the final arc? Why do you keep calling it the interlude arc? No, I'm calling. It's important to draw the distinction that this is the interlude arc because I'm. This isn't like a planned mystery. You know, there's no monster here. There's no countdown. We're just doing stuff. Are we not going to have an end of session for this interlude arc? That's a very good question. Don't get greedy with me. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't think. I don't know what I think. I, I didn't I think. think. It's, it's fine. It's the finale. Let's go. Yeah, this, this is the last, is the last episode. episode. <laughs> Sorry to just on this you. This is it. Bye-bye. Anyway, I think we're going to start with Sarah today. Cool. Cool. You come back from the GPD talking to Donnie. 
There's still no sign of Ari or Ray. Uh, and you, <laughs> you maybe even go to bed, and then the next day there's still no word from either of them? Hmm. What do you do? And neither of them have texted or called me back, because I assume I've texted them or called them multiple times now. Well, canonically, Ray doesn't see your text until like like later today, <laughs> according <laughs> to the timeline that we're working with here. Oh, yeah. And also Ari doesn't have a phone, so he'll never <laughs> text you. OK, I want to go find Rooster. Hey, Sarah. Where's Rooster at? Is he just on the couch? I'm right here. Oh, God, this is scary. No, Rooster, <laughs> Rooster's probably working on the infirmary. There's, you know, still a lot to be repaired from the massive storm last week. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I think he's working with some other crew members, some other employees of the retreat. Is it safe to assume that I, too, have been sleeping at the retreat? Have we all been sleeping here for safety? That's up to you, actually. I mean, totally. Uh, there's not a whole lot of room, um, but... I just woke up on the couch and William Shakespeare's <laughs> playing the switch. <laughs> no, I think Shakespeare, if you slept on the couch, I think Shakespeare, to your perception, maybe has not slept. Every time you've seen him, he's been in the main room of the downstairs infirmary at a desk working on the book the story the uh, item needed to unchronicle goodfellow all right and rooster's outside working yeah you'd have no problem finding rooster hey have you seen ray oh he's he said he'd be gone for a couple of days but uh but he, he told me not to worry i offered to go with him he took calliope it, 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 where i'm not sure that he said Seems like a real weird time for him to just take off for a few days with a magical sea lady. You've never known Ray to randomly go on mundane trips in the middle of important times? Fuck, you're right, Rooster. God damn it. You got a point, man. It's just weird that he hasn't... Wait, has he texted me back? He did no. say BRB, didn't he? That would be, like, later today. Okay, good. Okay. Timeline's all funk, fu fu yeah, this... funky. <laughs> Fucking wonky. Funked. You probably, I'm imagining you probably woke up sometime after Ray left. So he's maybe an hour into his trip to New Orleans. It's like a, it's like a six hour drive from Gullah Kochika. Ah. Uh, all right. Well. You could try to investigate a mystery here if you want to see if he knows more than he's telling you and as far as where Ray Ray went. That is a 13. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Glad you're uh, rolling well. For an investigative mystery. <laughs> okay, where did it go? Where did he go, Rooster? He just said he had to go talk to some family. D D Genevieve. But like I said, he, I offered to take him, uh, to go with him, and he said no. He said, uh, he said not to worry, and no. Seemed like maybe he just wanted to talk to Calliope a little bit. You, you didn't try to stop him? Sarah, I, 
Ray's my best friend. I I trust anything he says, and if he says that he's good to go, he's good to go. That's all I got. Now, are you going to use your second hold, or am I going to get back to work? I'm going to ask what sort of creature is it, and by that I want to know what rooster's <laughs> biggest fetish is. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what sort of creature is it that turns rooster off? Well, that's that's not even how that works. What's its weakness? (laughs) What can hurt it? This is not an option. What can hurt it? I mean, I really don't know. What can hurt it makes a lot more sense. I think any of these are useful. You don't have to use your second. (laughs) Okay, I guess what was it going to do? Do you know what he was trying to do? He seemed like there was a, a reason for him taking Calliope, so hmm. I don't know. I, but like I said, if I think Ray Ray has got a handle, and if he didn't, he obviously could have brought you. No offense, you know. Maybe you should trust him too. Hmm. Well, do you have any idea where Ari is? Ah, uh, you're out of holds. <laughs> That's not <a> fucking <laughs> rude. <laughs> Maybe Ari was gonna go meet him there. I don't. I don't know. Okay, I have only one place to go. Oh boy. <laughs> per my conversation with Donnie yesterday, and that is to see Mister Johnny Metters. Are you gonna? Are you gonna go to his house? Yes, I'm just going to show up. He's been picking up shifts at Frank's Thick Slice, so... <laughs> no, he's been picking up shifts at Thick Rick's Thin Slice. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I love this dueling pizza shop. <laughs> this job's bit we've yeah, got deep going. lore. I can't wait till that page on our wiki. <laughs> Rick's my piece of shit, brother. Hey! <laughs> My name's Thick Rick. Fuck that guy. Oh! I told him pizza's meant my to be thick. My family came here from New York. We were fled. We got caught up in the mob. We weren't even. We're from Canada. I don't know why either of us talk like this. Hey, buddy. I hate this bit. I hate it. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to ask. I don't think Donnie took your magical police car from you. So do you take your oh, motorcycle or your magical police car? It feels wrong to take the police car. But if I'm going to end up in Tallahassee, spoiler. What? <laughs> probably be better to have a real car. Okay, I'll take the police car. Oh, it needs gas, so you got to go get gas first. God. Okay, I'll go to the fucking quick trip. How much money do you have? There's not a quick trip in fucking... <laughs> I'll go to the Bucky's. What do you want from There's me? definitely not a Bucky's. <laughs> This is 2020. Bucky's doesn't exist yet. I'm just kidding. So your your beat up but magical police car pulls up in Johnny Metters at Johnny Metters. Beat up but your beat up your beat up but rolls up to Johnny. It's beat up but it's canonically a little beat up, isn't it? No, it's a, it's when you paused. After like Britney, <laughs> shut the fuck. So you pull up with the police car at Johnny Metter's tractor trailer home. What do you do? I knock on the door. 
<laughs> I think you see blinds, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, you know when somebody just lifts the blinds, but only where their fingers are mm-hmm. to, like, po- poke out an eye? You see his little eye <laughs> between some blinds. <laughs> Johnny, it's it's me. He opens the door, but there's still the chain in between the wall and the door. And he says, Sarah, it's been a while. You sound like a pirate. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I get that a lot. Johnny, why won't you open the, the door? What's with the chain? Did you kidnap Donnie again? How do I know you're the real Sarah? <laughs> I don't fucking know, man. Ask me a question only Sarah would know. What's your favorite color? Yellow. Do you even know my favorite color? <laughs> I do not. What is something else that only I and you would know? Do we share any secrets? <laughs> Rule number one of monster hunting. What is it? What's I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you tell me. It's always listen to Sarah. He pushes the door open and I want you to act under pressure. <laughs> oh, my Great. God. Can I use I've read about this? <laughs> I don't know what's about to happen to me, but I'm defensive. Yes. Yeah, sure. Okay. I needed it because that's barely a seven. He kicks you square in the chest and you nearly. Oh, Jesus Christ. You nearly fall backwards, like down the stairs, but you catch yourself. A fucking quick draw on you, on you, Johnny. Don't make me don't make me pull my gun out. What do you what do you do? How do you react to that? Well, old Sarah would pull her gun on him. <laughs> but this Sarah <laughs> has a sword and a shield. <laughs> yeah, I pull out my fucking sword. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that for? And you point the sword at him? Yes. Uh, I think he puts his hands in the air. He says, Ha! I tricked you. You see, how do you know that I'm the real Johnny oh Metters? Oh, God. Does he turn into a trash monster? <laughs> Second of all, always listen to Sarah is rule number three, which rule number three <laughs> is also don't die. Rule number one is secrets. Oh, yeah, secrets. <laughs> I remember two seconds too late. I think you jump-started my brain by kicking me in the fucking chest. Look, I understand. It's the end of the world. You got a lot on your mind, Sarah. That's all right. Can I punch him? I want to punch him. <laughs> yeah, act under I wanna, pressure. I want to drop my sword and just fuck punch him. It is a 11. <laughs> fuck you. We're going to just fight like two siblings here. <laughs> yeah, I think you punch him and he, <laughs> he falls backward into his house. Uh, and he, he hits the ground and falls unconscious. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> slapping his face. Johnny, wake up. I'm sorry. Uh, his b- blood is streaming from his nose. <laughs> Stop it. I'm serious. I punch him in the face. <laughs> I didn't hit him that hard. You hit him hard enough to knock him out. You rolled an 11. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Actually, when you succeed on Act Under Pressure, you do what you set up to do. So it depends on what you are trying to accomplish here. I'm more just trying to get him back from fucking kicking me in the chest. 
Yeah, if you if you just want to give them a little, you it's know, like a smack. Yeah, but but with your fist. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I will say that because maybe if you rolled a seven and a nine, you would have knocked him out. But uh, he's like, oh, oh shit, oh oh god, that's you hit pretty pretty hard. I've never been hit that hard before. Well, you kicked me in the fucking chest, man. Yeah, I guess that's fair. We're even now, right? Is that how that works? No, I guess. <laughs> Rule number five. If I kick no. you and you hit me, we're even. <laughs> no more rules. Oh, there's no more rule. Okay, there's no. There's only four rules of monster hunting? No, okay. As you know, Johnny, the world's ending. <laughs> like you said. Yeah, and I've been meaning to talk to you about this. I mean, um, you know, I mm -hmm. tried to have Ray on my show the other day so that he could tell my listeners uh, about about everything. And, uh, well, I, to be honest, I've been doing some episodes about how to write runes, and I put some diagrams on my, on my website. And, you see, uh, I, I really think that my audience could be helpful in the battle to come. And the sooner we talk about it, the more of them can get here from you know i've got listeners all over the country i got i have a single download in in sweden johnny that is that is fantastic i'm not being sarcastic that is a fantastic idea wow no one's ever <laughs> no one's ever said anything like that to me before ian just really wants to use that one download in sweden it's our third biggest country according to spotify we love you, Sweden! Woo! Okay. <laughs> what is happening? We're thanking our <laughs> Swedish listeners, Cap. Sit back down. <laughs> <laughs> no, that really that's a fantastic idea, and that's actually why I came here to talk to you, because, yes, we need to come on your show, and we need to get as many people prepared to fight as possible. This is, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> Well, it only gets better, because we're going on a trip. You want to come with me? Um, yeah. Where are we going? Are we going to Sweden to pick up my, my one listener? <laughs> no. We're going to HQ. Harry Queen. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, Harry gross. Queen is my favorite Harry ice cream store. <laughs> God damn it. My favorite is blonde Jesus. hair vanilla. <laughs> with a close close second <laughs> of red-headed strawberry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, yes, we're going to the headquarters. <laughs> no, we're we're going to Tallahassee, man. We're going to We're going to fight visit. some more vampires. We're going to finally kill your so dad. God, you talk too much. We're going to the headquarters of the Courts Cross. If Wait, you kill that bastard dad of yours without me, I'm going to be so pissed. Do you understand that? <laughs> okay, let's get in the car. <laughs> I'm so glad you picked me to be by your side when you kill your father. Yep, let's go. Oh my God. <laughs> That's it. I was about to say something about how I'm only choosing him now because all my friends are gone, but I won't. I won't do it. Um, let's move on to Ray Ray. Forgot I was in this game. It is later that same day. I guess I'm assuming that you're heading back to Galakochka, unless there's something else you'd like to do here in 
Novelings? Uh, yeah, I'll just swing by Cafe Du Monde, grab some beignets. Oh, fair enough. Uh, there's a sweet spot in Gulfport called Taco Sombrero. I'll probably hit up on the way <laughs> back. It's right off I-10. Uh, yeah, and then I'm good. Oh, I'm definitely going to hit Bucky's. There's one right past Mobile. Oh, the Bucky's mascot is definitely a villain, and you get attacked. He does five harm. <laughs> you die instantly. It's a, it's a very powerful monster. I believe it. <laughs> it's with his teeth. Uh, but then, yeah, I'll end up back in Gullicochica. It's a six-hour drive to New Orleans, and then you spent uh, a good bit of time there. And so it by the time you get back towards Gullicochica, it's... Uh, it's dark for certain. Uh, the highway is more or less empty. And I think that after a mostly quiet drive, uh, Calliope says, um, Hey, Ray? Yeah? I I didn't end up doing much, but I I wanted to thank you for bringing me along. I, I feel like I learned a lot about you. No problem. I um, Thanks for coming with me. Of course. It's a long drive. I could use the company, and I figured you might want to get out a little bit. Yeah, I. it's a bit awkward. I know that, you know, we were at odds for a little bit, and um, <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't blame you for holding a grudge. Uh, I was willing to let harm come to your fa- family, and I, I, what, I guess what I'm getting at is that the way... You talk to Bose, uh, the way that you have brought me along. Well, I, I don't know. It, it speaks a lot about your character. The world's full of different opinions, you know. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta be able to see someone else's point of view. And while you think it's wrong, there's a reason why they think it's right, and it's finding that middle ground. You know, I just, I don't like to judge. Too much. You know, me and you didn't see eye to eye because me and you didn't know each other. I think we know each other pretty well now. Yeah. I, I'm i glad that we're on the same team now. I I think when all this is said and done, when, when Atlantis is safe and when the Overgrown is safe, I, I think that there's a lot we can do to help and perhaps there's a lot that we could learn from the people of the Overgrown as well. Yeah. Um, there's something I kind of feel bad about that I wanted to bring up with you. Uh, uh well, I feel like there's there's probably uh plenty, but I'm not here to judge. But go on. What's the specific thing you feel bad about that you want to bring up to me? When I needed, well, our gym, your gym. When I needed it's it's mine and I already know what you're talking about. Yeah. I I just want you to know that wasn't you. No. No. I mean what it was isn't better than me? You know how like the siren is made by the gems and the and the disc and our our abilities? Um Hey, Calliope, I can genuinely tell you, I don't know that. Oh. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, no. No, but uh, you just, you just, you just answered a lot of questions in the Q&A that we're going to have eventually. <laughs> so, thank oh, you good. for that. 
Yeah, yeah, of course. So, yeah, the the disc made the trash golems. Obviously, you did know that, right? Uh, yep. Well, it also made the siren. Cool. When we were in, or sort of in that veil between Atlantis and Tallahassee, well, I I had a really good command over the ability of making these constructs, and I I made one that looked a lot like like Gale, um, who I can tell via these abilities that she means a lot to you, and that was super rude of me. Yeah, I mean that sucked. It did. I can't lie to you. How how do you know about Gale? Well, so you know... Okay, I'll stop saying you know since I don't want to make you feel, you know, like you don't know. Um, anyway, I, our abilities are all centered around uh, the technology we've developed to mimic the magic of the Fae, to make our lives better and easier. That's the whole reason why the wild and the forces that live there want to destroy us, because they're envious. They don't feel like we should be able to use their magic without it being their magic, without it uh, paying tribute to them or what have you. Our technology was just able to, through pheromones and whatnot, kind of figure out what you would be attracted to, to catch you off guard so that I could snatch the gym. You can think of it as an illusion or a projection or, you know, just a really fancy version of the siren that you fought. Well, that's... That's cool, I guess. Well, no, it... I mean, it's cool from a scientific perspective, but from the perspective yeah, of us yeah, being no, it was, hopefully it was very, friends. It was very not cool, but I appreciate you bringing this up. And I understand you've lived in a disc for a very long time, but uh, also you should know, you know, there's not really, you know, Gail's one of my good friends. Just known her for a long time. She's... She's off in Tampa and just doing great, but you know that's that's not a not really a thing. She's always been a really good friend. You say she's doing great. You you don't think she'd be doing better with you know with you in her life? Uh, well, at this rate, I'm in a uh, I'm in the middle of a war between three different worlds. Uh, yeah, I think she's doing great right where she is. Well, I can relate to that. I had a a gale of sorts in Atlantis before before I went into stasis, but I guess I'll never see him again. Well, I mean, I guess this is a good question. How, like, how old are people down there? Oh, you know, they live between... Like 250 and 300 years. There's no such thing as eternal life for humanity. We haven't 
cracked that code yet, but, you know, we've got really good health care. Dang, man, I'm 36 and I feel like I'm on my way out. <laughs> like I said before, I think when this is all said and done, there's lots that the Overgrown and, it, and Atlantis and, gosh, hopefully even the Wild can do to help each other. You know, Calliope, that's what I, that's what I hope to. Is Rooster single? Uh, do what now? Fuck yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> Make it happen, Ray Ray. Make it happen. Oh, oh, hold on. You, I mean, yeah, Rooster stays single. <laughs> That's a pity. He's kind of pleasing to look at. Rooster? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess Rooster's a good looking. Wait, hold on. You like Rooster? I don't, I don't, I mean, like, like is a, just never mind. I'm, I shouldn't have said anything. I, uh. <laughs> hey, everybody's got their own flavor, man. You know? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and you're definitely his flavor, if you know what Surf I mean. and turf, baby. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know, Rooster's single, but, uh, you know, we got a lot to think about here soon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I said, forget forget that I said anything. I am I'm sorry. I don't I must just be tired. It's been a long drive and um maybe I should take a nap. Um maybe I should check on so we there's something back there, right? I can can I can I check on something back there? Um it, yeah. There's there's plenty of van back there. You can go uh go lay down you need to get you some rest i appreciate you coming out here with me calliope anytime ray switch on detroit rock city (laughs) (laughs) i really like this album i told you wait wait a second what is that what is what is that uh what she points off into the woods where you're now in the kind of tate's hell region where there's lots of trees uh, you're driving along the coast. There are short stretches where there's trees on either side, but there's, you know, these long, thin trees that only have branches up towards the top that I've described before. It is dark, but intermittently, your headlights flash against something in the woods that's not a tree, and you can see figures standing there like like statues. Um, I think you could read a bad situation if you wanted to. That's not... Some of your trash boys, is it? And then I will read a bad situation. <laughs> uh, which is a 10. Hold three. I forgot I got smarter <laughs> somehow in the fight with Danny. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed yet? Uh, Yeah, I mean... You've noticed them, but now you kind of get a better glimpse. Maybe you slow down a little bit, so the light lingers on each figure. Uh, and you see definitely armed creatures. You see fully kitted out, like armored fairies and minotaurs, which is kind of terrifying, centaurs, um, you know, ducks. Oh, boy. You see orcs. <laughs> 
Sarah would shit her pants about seeing orcs. Oh, now this is the first time I've had three questions. <laughs> and it's so hard to figure out which one I need it to ask. There's a lot of questions. You don't have to use all of them. No, I need to use all of them. I, I, will, I will stress how I'm reading this. What's the biggest threat? <laughs> uh, the biggest threat is probably the Minotaurs, uh, but biggest threat in terms of like, what's the, like not how you emphasize, <laughs> emphasize the question. You can see kind of how they're laid out uh, now, and you can see that they are formed around uh, a figure that you cannot see. Uh, that would be probably their leader. Well, see, that is how I emphasized it, because I imagine the leader is the biggest threat. Well, I think that you, I'll give you that for free. The, where the leader you think is standing, you cannot see, because maybe the soldiers are more substantial. Okay, what's my best way out? Just gotta check. <laughs> yeah, just keep on moving down the road. I think you can absolutely tell that if you keep driving... Uh, there will be no consequence. That these figures are just stoically waiting. Oh, dang. 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 What's a, I'm sorry, that you saw all that, right? Uh, yeah, that would be the army of the Fae. Uh, they're ready to destroy my home, and you're going to help me defend it, right? I mean, they're ready to destroy both of our homes. I don't... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't... Um, I usually do better under stress. It's just... I thought we had a week, and uh, they're here. Well, I mean, surely they're just getting into position, ready to strike whenever, you know, Atlantis shows up. Hopefully, right? <laughs> they're earlier than I thought they'd be. We gotta get back home. Yeah. Well, hold on. Ray just speeds up. So, are you destroy this well and you find yourself sinking into it? Uh, everything you see around you is this vortex of silvers and blacks and midnight blues uh, just twisting its way around you uh, leading down and down you see faint images uh, out through the liquid I think that you sometimes see faint images of your friends you sometimes see Seeb's face uh, but mostly the most predominating is that a word? No. <laughs> the most dominant image is that of Goodfellow, and you feel the overwhelming desire to enact your vengeance upon him. Where are you, Puck? What do you do as your magic that uh, is still pulsing green uh, from you urges you to blast out at this image of Goodfellow? Uh, yeah, without even drawing the sword or anything, I'm just making these green runes appear in front of me that explode out in the burn everything move, just one after the other. Some are going to be area magic, some are going to be direct magic. I'm just kind of unleashing. 
yeah, I don't need you to roll here. I think that you are just freaking blasting out like uh, in all directions, trying to if there's any chance that you're going to hit a real good fellow, you're going to do it. You can't hide from me. I think that you hit one that seems very real, and as and even as you feel yourself falling and sinking and sinking, uh, there is um, one that seems to be falling with you that doesn't go up when you fall past it or dissipate when you blast it. Um, and before you know it, you have him in your clutches. Uh, and you just feel the temptation to use uh, power. You want to exert your dominance over him uh, as he is doing everything he can to keep your energy, your harming magic away from him. We said he's like in my clutches. He's in your clutches. This is kind of a, a supposed dreamscape here. I just want to like... I think my hands start to glow green and I want to start just like tearing at him, but I'd like the things I tear off to be pages, I guess, because that's like the weakness that I know in my head, like rip a part of his suit off and it turns into paper as I tear it and then like start ripping into his body and the same idea. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but yeah, no, I love that. I think that at first you feel a great deal of resistance, a powerful magic keeping you from ripping away at him, uh, but you just dominate him and you rip through that and you start tearing out these pages uh, and before you know it, he is a fluttering mass of these pages uh, that comes together uh, at a safe point away from you. You see him there, and of course you uh, move to fight him more, but between you, maybe off to the right just a little bit, uh, you see on a small wooden table uh, a wild bite, and you feel the temptation of your addiction. Uh, maybe even reasoning with yourself that will give you the power you need uh, to do the deed here. I think without even breaking eye contact with Goodfellow, I'm going to walk over to the table and unwrap it and put it in my mouth. You are nothing but a fairy story, Robin Goodfellow. You are just a children's nightmare, and I know how to stop you. You take this candy, and I think that the green uh, aura around you turns kind of aquamarine as the blue magic interferes or uh, accents your uh, green magic uh, that, of course, you know, already contains the wild magic, but uh, this wild bite just adds to the fire here. And when you look up and say this, Goodfellow has in his arms uh, under, he has his left arm choking Sarah and his right arm choking Ray Ray. Uh, and they seem to be totally at his mercy. Uh, if you blast him now, uh, you're going to hurt your friends, but you are tempted by your callousness to do this anyway. Yeah, I'm going to hold both my hands out in front of me in sort of a fan and direct my burn everything at him exclusively. Let go of him. The three of them fly in opposite directions uh, and... At this point, 
you're tempted by carnage and you want to really do the biggest harm you possibly can uh, to Goodfellow. Uh, you just want to give everything you have into this attack. You took Ignis from me. And I'm going to put everything I have into attacking him, much like you said. I think that these pages just burst. They fly everywhere around you. And this huge blast of energy that you send down into him uh, goes off in uh, every direction. I think maybe even further hurting Ray Ray and Sarah. And these pages are just flying all around you. And you realize that these pages contain secrets. And what if, what if some part of Goodfellow's plan uh, and his machinations could be useful to you and you find yourself wanting to scramble to grab as many of these pages as possible. Uh, you're tempted by secrets here. Oh, thanks. Um, <clears throat> I just want to use magic to make them all stop in place. Uh, yeah, they do so instantly. And I'm going to start. I think they're all going to turn on their axis and face me so I can read them from where I'm standing. Almost like a Doctor Strange Tony Stark thing, where they're just like flying around me and I'm reading them as they pass. You read. You it's so fun to read. Knowledge is power, right? <laughs> you read and read and these pages fly by you in a in a wild fashion. Uh, they just fly at you and then are immediately discarded as soon as you're done with them. And the more you learn, the more you pick up from this story, this chronicle of Goodfellow, you start to think, well, hey, <laughs> it dawns on you that you could use this. I could use this. His plan His to, plan. <laughs> to burn <laughs> everything and rebuild a new world of chaos... What if you could steal that glory? You are tempted to take the glory of this plan, this grand plan that is a really good plan, all things considered, to destroy everything and rebuild it, maybe not in chaos, but rebuild it the way that Ari Green would want it. You could be the hero of the new world. What do you do? I'm not going to play with you in this one. I'm going to try to resist this one. Okay. Whenever you give in to your temptation and act accordingly. Oh, fuck. You're supposed to have been marking experience. Oh, shit. Good. Let's do it. How many did I just do? <laughs> oh, God. Um, Wait, does it say that? It does. <laughs> Where? Uh, temptation. You have a dangerous drive that you pursue, sometimes to the exclusion of your own safety. Decide if your oh, temptation over there. drove you to learn magic or if learning magic drove you to it. Whenever you give in to your temptation and act accordingly, you mark experience. No, 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 no. I think one for the scene. I know it's not real. Okay, all right, all right. I think I think one experience for the scene is fair. <laughs> Do you also think? Ray so? Ray's like, hold, up, hold the fuck up now. You're not giving him six experiences. Yeah, no, I don't need that on my conscience, but I will take one experience for resisting most of these temptations. I think that's fair. For this final one, roll to resist. It's plus cool. My cool is plus zero. 
sense. Uh, that is a flat seven. So on the apotheosis move, it says on a seven to nine. It ends with you doing something dangerous or cruel. Well, I don't want my apotheosis to end. <laughs> well, you better give in to this temptation. <laughs> hmm. That's true. Well, yeah, damn. I need this to stay. I need to give in to my hate. I think images of a life with my parents start to come into my head and a life with Ray and Loretta growing up together and Sarah and her father and her mother not going through all these crises and if I could rewrite the world in that way I think I'm going to do everything I can to make that happen yeah you see these visions of you and everyone you know having everything everything that they've never had you even see in that world with you growing up with your parents you see Seeb and still have that love how do you end this vision in my head I just see like Ari standing over Goodfellow on the ground and the midsection of Goodfellow is like open but it's just pages coming out of it and Ari is holding these pages some of them and looking at them seeing Goodfellow's plan here and then just a very unnerving smile appears on my face and I fall through a tear to go back to the infirmary. We see Abasa. She's standing looking down at her destroyed wishing well. And she watched this. She saw all of this happen. She's not mad. She's not shocked. But a tear rolls down her cheek. It's my villain arc, baby. Everybody has a story, and not all of those stories are clear black and white issues, even when we think they are. We wonder how did this happen, or what is that like, or what happens next. Are you sure you really want to know? This is Ignorance Was Bliss at IWB Podcast. Hello, and welcome to Shrimp and Crits. I am your keeper. My name is Egan, and I want to thank you for listening to our show. Uh, I also want to talk for just a brief moment about the Dungeons & Dragons open content license. There's a lot of discourse about this on Twitter. I don't have a whole lot of new stuff to add to it. I'm not a lawyer. Uh, I don't fully understand. And also, we're not a Dungeons & Dragons show. I think I can speak for the whole cast. We love Dungeons & Dragons. It's what got us into role-playing games. And we could have very easily started as a D&D podcast. It was me pushing for Monster of the Week because it's a game that I thought we could tell a really cool story in. And we have, I think, so far. But 
anyway, this new open content license that they are proposing that has leaked, I should say, it's a bummer. It sucks. It hurts the community, which whether or not you feel Wizards deserves the right to monetize their product in this way, objectively, the new license will hurt uh, what D&D is to a lot of us as third-party creators. I don't know anybody who has never... I, I'm, I'm a pretty vanilla. I, I like to use rules-as-written material, uh, but even I have uh, used a fair amount of third-party content, of homebrew, of online available homebrew. So basically, I just want to say, consider canceling your D&D Beyond uh, and citing the OCL 1.1 as the reason. Um, I think that that's the best way to get through to the corporate minds that are driving this new open content license. I also want to remind you that many, many, many people at Wizards of the Coast are passionate and uh, wonderful creators who probably oppose this themselves. Um, so don't be mean to anyone. Don't bully people that work at Wizards of the Coast because uh, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, what conversations are being had. Um, but what I do know is the corporate greed side of this, uh, what they are going to respond to is canceled subscriptions. And they already have. They released a statement the other day. But uh, affecting their pocket, their bottom line, is the best way to express your opinion. So that's all I want to say about that because, again, we're not a Dungeons & Dragons show. But I think it's important to talk about because uh, this affects us. This affects our decision whether or not we're going to play Dungeons & Dragons in the future. It is a game that we personally love and we will still play at home, but that's just my two cents. Uh, I do want to thank our new patrons. We have quite a few. Uh, Jake, River, and Kyle. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we did just briefly uh, eke over the $400 a month mark, which was our goal to start Tallahassee Nights. Unfortunately, we had somebody reduce a tier, uh, which is totally fine. Uh, I think we're still going to start uh, planning, having session zeros and talking about characters and whatnot for Tallahassee Nights, our uh, Patreon-exclusive uh, series. It'll be a prequel to the events of Shrimp and Crits Gullicochka Season 1, and it will take place in Tallahassee. It'll be grittier. It'll explore... Uh, you know, sort of the time period when Isolde and her Knights of the Court's Cross are fighting uh, the various supernatural beasts loose, running amok in Tallahassee. Uh, it'll be sort of the angel to our Buffy, uh, if you catch my drift. Uh, but, like I said, I think we're still going to start planning it. We're probably going to wait to start posting episodes uh, until after we hit that 400 mark again. But I'm sure by the time we get there, it'll happen. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and a few others at Shrimp and Crits. That's S-H-R-I-M-P-A-N-D-C-R-I-T-S. Uh, if you haven't already, please rate and review us on the podcatcher of your choice. Uh, we really enjoy reading those reviews, and they help drive us through the algorithm. We do listening parties in our Patreon Discord. You can join that as a non-patron, uh, though you'll only have access to the listening party channels uh, and the rules and the announcements. Uh, so, uh, yeah, click the link in our show notes or hit us up on social media and we'll get you invited there. Uh, and we look forward to seeing you, seeing your reactions uh, in the text part of the listen parties. Uh, they're a lot of fun. I really love living vicariously through our listeners. It's very exciting. 
We release bi-weekly on Mondays. Our next episode will be out January 30th. There's three episodes this month. That's exciting. Uh, We will see you next time. Thank you so, so much. Sarah. Welcome to Sarah and Johnny's vacation. A spin-off podcast. <laughs> You're in the car with Johnny. Um, is anything you talk about on the way there? He's probably talking your ear off about really annoying shit. I will make it clear that I texted Brittany before we left because I need someone to know where the fuck I am just in case. And Ari and Ray are MIA, so. Okay. Um, You say, you tell her you're going where? To Tallahassee? Or do you give her the address? Oh, that seems dangerous. I don't want her to get eaten by vampires. <laughs> I'm just going to say, had to make a quick trip. I don't want to lie to her. That's horrible. (laughs) I was about to say to get some of my mom's stuff, but I'm not going to lie. That's bad. That's a bad way to start out a relationship. Just going to say, had to make a quick trip. I'm with Johnny. Hopefully I'll be back tonight. She texts you back, where are you going? (laughs) Oh yeah, I forgot to I will put Tallahassee. I think she calls you. Oh, God damn it. Should I not answer? Oh, God. <laughs> Johnny, what do I do? Um, I don't know. I'm... Uh, I, you... I mean, okay. Damn it. You helped me with my relationship. I guess I gotta help you with yours. <laughs> That's how friendships work. I think I would give you advice... As if you were giving me advice about Jordan, you should answer the phone and be honest with her. That's what you would say to me if our shoes were switched. (laughs) I don't want your shoes. All right, I'll answer the phone. (laughs) You look at his very stinky looking shoes. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Hello? Hey, um, what's going What? I mean, what are you going to Tallahassee for? Um... Johnny really wanted a red lobster. <laughs> I can't lie. Johnny looks at you <laughs> sternly. He kicks you square in the chest. <laughs> Honesty kick. <laughs> um, don't worry, but I'm taking Johnny with me to Tallahassee. To what I think is the address of the Order of the Court's Cross headquarters. The order, that was the order your dad was a part of before he was a vampire, right? Yeah, and I think that there might be some useful stuff there. Um, and are you on speakerphone? No. You think I want Johnny to hear my conversation? Well, no, I just wanted to make sure. How does having Johnny there 
How is that supposed to give me confidence in your safety? You wanted to make sure before you insult Johnny. I'm like the nicest character on the whole show. It's true. It's true. Um, he's God. I can't. I can't. I'm trying to be not mean in front of Johnny. Ari and Ray are kind of MIA, and Johnny's Johnny's a professional monster hunter. Don't ask questions. <laughs> he's helped me out a lot, so I I trust him. Why do you roll manipulate someone? God, I'm not good. I'm not good at manipulating. Oh, that's not bad. It's a nine on the dice minus one. It's an eight. Put Johnny on the phone. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. I give Johnny the phone. Uh, me? Um, okay. Uh, hey, uh, Brittany. (laughs) Nice to... Talk, uh, oh, mm-hmm, yep. You're not even going to tell us what she said. Yes, <laughs> ma'am. What's up, man? Yes, ma'am? All right, she's, she said to give it back to you. <laughs> oh, God. Sarah? Yeah? You better come back before sundown. Stay out of the shadows. And call me if things break bad. I will be there faster than one of Ari's tears. I believe it. Just don't worry. That's a tall order with you. All right, I'll I'll talk to you later. I got to get back to work. Okay. That's one tough cookie you got there. (laughs) What did she say to you, Johnny? Nothing. (laughs) God damn it. I was about to say what's rule number one of monster hunting, but it's secrets. It's so secrets. Tell me. Rule number one, Sarah. All right. I mean, you heard her. We have to be done with this before sundown. So slam on the gas. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that you, I mean, you get up there with no issues. It's, uh, let's see, you went to see John, it's probably still, like, noonish, like, lunchtime. Just to make things easier and not have to go through it all, can I just say that on the car ride, I explained to Johnny everything about the order of the court's cross that I know, and everything that happened with Zolda. I mean, he mostly knows, but... Yeah, sure, absolutely. And tell him why we're going. Totally. I think that he is really excited to hear about the Order of the Quartz Cross. I'm sure he is. Um, But yeah, I think that you get up to Tallahassee with no issues, and you arrive at the address. What's it like? Paint me a word picture. You arrive in what appears to be an abandoned... I don't know, it's pretty nondescript. It's tough to see exactly what it is. It's, It's got... More of like an industrial feel or like an old school warehouse kind of thing. The front door is bolted shut. Is it too late to use the woman with the plan? I was thinking about that today. Uh, no, Since it's... we're on like the third episode of the interlude. I mean, yeah, you're supposed to roll it in the beginning, but I don't see why you couldn't just roll it now. Just in case shit goes south here, man. 
It would just be good to have. It is box cars, baby, plus Whee! three. So that is a 15. Does that mean you hold two? Yeah, hold two. And you can spin that hole to be where you want in the right timing. Yes. Set up and good to, to be go. prepared and ready. Okay. What do you do? I want to kind of case the building and see if I can find another way in. Yeah, let's have you roll. Let's have you read a bad situation. Well, that's snake eyes. So right after my box cars, I got my immediate karma. So that's a five all day. Uh, I was going to give you plus one because Johnny's helping, but uh, it's a six, baby. <laughs> it's a pizza hut. You're in a pizza hut. <laughs> one of the old school pizza huts like the triangles. Mm, great. <laughs> yeah, you get into the back the backyard, the back uh parking lot of this warehouse and you see that across the street from the back side of this is an HQ, a Harry Queen. Quit it. I hate it. You can't say that. <laughs> Why can't I say parody law? Why do we, we have a we have a million red lobsters and Arby's and tons of real world world shit. We have a Harry Queen? <laughs> Harry Queen, actually, across the street from the Harry Queen is a Dairy Queen. It's Bigfoot, but in like a queen's oh outfit. <laughs> okay, now I'm drag, back on board. A, drag sad. Queen Bigfoot. <laughs> now I'm back on board. You got me. You sucked me back in. Drag Queen Bigfoot is going to be a spinoff, yeah. a live show title at some point. Um, okay, all right. The real consequence for your bits. <laughs> I think that you start to walk around the building, kind of casing the joint, Johnny, following you. You hear somebody approach, and you turn around, and in this back parking lot, there are two drugged-out-looking people. Uh, they have bags under their eyes. Their skin is uh, sallow, and they are with a sheep. One of them... <laughs> what? <laughs> a sheep. <laughs> It's a wild bite effect. One of them has pointy monster teeth, um, and the other one uh, presently doesn't look like any wild bite effect is taking place. Johnny, do you have your taser on you? He pulls his shotgun on these on these dudes. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. His name's oh, Taser. My- that's so american it hurts whoa whoa uh whoa uh don't don't uh don't shoot and then the other guy opens his mouth to also protest putting his hands in the air uh but just bubbles come out of his mouth oh and then the third one goes (laughs) y'all are on those wild bites aren't you man this is my spot your spot for what for hanging out, man. And being a sheep? I'm not a sheep. He's a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will give you a handful of wild bites to not hang out here anymore. You're rolling around with a handful of wild bites? Nope. Oh, I was about to say, why do you have a handful of wild bites? Why do you have so many wild bites? <laughs> Um, I know. I mean, you guys do have access to a bunch of wild bites because you took that whole duffel bag full of them. 
Yeah. So you could have them, but you know, uh, you know, actually, you know what? You're the expert. It might be that Sarah's just like, just in fucking case, I've got a bunch of wild bites. I was just shocked to hear it. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Yes. Yes. The rest of us are disappointed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I brought a whole bag of wild bites with me. I will give them each one wild bite and tell them to skedaddle. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> I'm an old man, apparently. <laughs> Even though you're the youngest <laughs> on the podcast and in the show. I don't want to be responsible for them, like, you know, being drugs. D- drugs. Being, <laughs> being drugs. I am drugs. Being... <laughs> being addicts but i also don't want to have to shoot them or fucking kill them with my sword so it's the lesser of two evils Can't you just tell them to leave um i don't think they're gonna leave do you think they're gonna leave johnny do you think they're gonna leave i think that if you would have given them the whole bag they would have just left automatically but i think when you give them each one i think that johnny adds and don't come back and then I want you to roll manipulate someone. Plus charm, plus one forward. Oh, Jesus. So nothing. <laughs> All right. That is a seven on the dice. For it's a seven. <laughs> because my charm is minus cool, one. Cool, and cool. you gave me a plus one. So what do you do for them right now to show that you mean it? Okay, I could do one of two things. I could show them that I have more and that I could give them more if they never come back. Cool. Or Johnny could shoot them. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you could grab Johnny's shotgun and just shoot it in the air. I'm a crazy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is the point? Pretty much. I don't I don't really know. I don't know why you would just keep be like, here, take a few more. Right. Check <laughs> this out. I've got lots of these. Definitely come back. Don't rob more. me. <laughs> right, right, right. There's also a thousand dollars in my wallet. <laughs> You're right. Oopsie poopsie. Okay, I will point at my cop car and say i'm i'm a cop you can't (laughs) hang out here you got one on the house but you can't hang out here (laughs) ten (laughs) four did you give one to each of them yeah oh how about one for the sheep i gave one to the sheep (laughs) yeah okay had enough (laughs) (laughs) the then yeah i think that they nod and they scatter that was some good. That was some good shit there, Sarah. Don't lie to me, Johnny. That was bad. It's it's illegal to impersonate a cop, and I feel bad about it. Do you think I give a shit about what's legal? You really shouldn't impersonate a cop, like ever. It's really bad. It's really bad. You're kind of you work for the police station. Thanks, man. <laughs> Let's figure out how to get inside before someone <laughs> else comes up. If some other sheep comes up. I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, I think that you get around back and there is, uh, you know, when there's on the back of a building, there's kind of like a storage area slash entrance area. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You 
see one of these and it's open and then there's a locked door inside uh, and this is it's pretty apparent to you that this is a safer way to go in and out because you're not like out in the open okay uh, but the door is locked you're gonna have to break in somehow can i hit it with my sword uh yeah i mean you can do that no problem you oh can i also retcon and say that we brought the cross sure um, oh, and I think that it's worth mentioning it's faint. It's uh, perhaps covered in a layer of dust, but there is a small, um, a slight indentation, an inlay of a cross etched into the door. Well, I think we're in the right place, so that's a good sign. So yeah, you strike the handle with your sword and it pops right off and the door swings open. Sarah, you get in to the inside of this warehouse, and there is a great deal of dust hanging in the room. There is uh, light entering from a high window. It's a pretty high-ceilinged room. Um, in the center of this warehouse, actually kind of off-center to the right, to one side, is a boxing ring. Uh, there are dummies set up. Um, and there is a desk over on the other side. Um, there is a chalkboard with plans, with tactical plans kind of drawn on it. Um, there is a meeting room. There are other rooms in this area, but yeah, this is pretty clear to be the headquarters of the Order of the Quartz Cross. Um... We talked about this being your haven for the expert, which you've been the expert for a while. We haven't. Uh, it's a pretty big part of the expert playbook. So uh, I will say it says you get to pick three options on the list for your haven. I'm going to give you a fourth one. I'm just going to say that oh. it definitely has. Yeah, because I've already picked my three. So I get a fourth one. Yeah, yeah. If I pick, if this one is one of the ones you selected, you can pick another. Um, it has an armory. Okay, I did pick that for sure. You have a stockpile of mystical and rare monster-killing weapons and items. If you need a special weapon, roll plus weird um, to have it or to not have it. So yeah, off to another side, one of the corners of the room, or maybe it's a kind of like a, um, a closet that has security. There are crossbows there are swords there are crosses there are a regular bow and arrow maces um magical crystals there's all kinds of shit in there stakes for killing vampires um there are it's just a huge arsenal of monster hunting weaponry i think that when johnny sees this he just lights up and goes in there <laughs> and starts like trying to figure out what he's gonna take with him Okay, I chose protection spells. Awesome. So your haven is safe for monsters that cannot enter, which would make sense why this uh, this place is so dusty, because nobody's been in here. Yeah. Monsters might be able to do something special to evade the wards, but not easily. And then the armor you gave. Um, and then I chose workshop. So you have a space for building and repairing guns, cars, and other gadgets. Work out with Keeper how long any repair or construction will take, and if you need extra supplies. And since I get another thing... A lot of these are cool. 
we're in the end game now, so I feel like we won't really get to use like a magical laboratory or something, but I kind of like the idea of there being another oubliette here, but more for just the wondering of what the hell the court's cross or the order of the court's cross put in an oubliette. Well, sure. And you know that Danny had ties to Loretta, so it's possible that mm-hmm. um, she had a similar oubliette made for this headquarters as well. Yeah. I think that the protection spells we don't need to describe right away. I think this is kind of like an invisible enchantment over the place, uh, mm-hmm. but certainly not funneled through a Switch, a Nintendo Switch. No. The oubliette, I think, looks weirdly similar to the one in the infirmary it is uh you see but it's out in the open it's not underground so it's like uh an intense metal orb (laughs) in one of the corners Mm -hmm. but i think that the architecture of it looks exactly like the one in the infirmary which is interesting Uh, and then what was the other one the workshop and then yeah there's just like kind of a workbench uh, that has some, I don't think the order used a whole lot of guns, but there are some there uh, and equipment for working on them. Um, also, uh, I think that there's probably a fucking forge basically <laughs> over there, like for making these swords and armor. Um, so, yeah. And I think that Johnny comes out of the armory. Uh, he swapped out his football pads, but he's wearing... Uh, a chest plate from the armory. Um, Jesus Christ. He's got a sword um, and a sling for his shotgun and uh, whatever kind, maybe like some throwing stars or something. Uh, and stakes. He's got stakes as well. He's like so stoked. You look, you look great, Johnny. Sarah, I see why you brought me. Uh, this is amazing. And I feel so well suited to go hunt some vampires. Is that why we came up here during the day? You you know where his lair is. Uh, We're going to go take this motherfucker out. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm just excited. Johnny, he's dead already. This is, I told you what this was for. I'm sorry we didn't take you to kill him, but it was too dangerous. Also, it was kind of short notice, so (laughs) sorry. You didn't get the memo. Um... Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I totally. Um But it's fine because I need you to help stop the end of the world, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, are Yeah. Are you okay? After killing my dad? No, I have a lot to work through, but I'm getting there. Okay, good, good, good. All right, cool. Um, are you okay? No. <laughs> how how are you feeling? I mean, I feel pretty good right now, Sarah. I'm ready to <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to kick some ass. Well, we got to load up as much of this as we possibly can and get it back to the retreat. Not I'm glad right. we didn't bring the motorcycle cuz that would <laughs> that would have been unfortunate. Sounds good. Um do I need to roll if you need a special weapon roll plus weird on 10 plus you have it in plenty if that matters. Do you need a special weapon? 
I'm trying to think if we do need a special weapon. There's like four days in between now and having to start the ritual, so you can come back to get more stuff. Is there any sort of special weapon that we could use against the wild people of the wild? I think you would know what hurts Faye at this point, right? Yeah. It's iron, isn't it? As far as I know. We know that hurts Egnar. Well, I do. I mean, I'm assuming if iron is a major weakness towards Faye, I would assume that Ari would have told Sarah by now. I'm assuming that the swords would mostly be steel. The default would be steel. But we could make some. I want some iron knuckles claws. We get some iron bullets. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to roll, if you want to roll to see if there is a surplus of iron weapons, you can do that now. Okay. Could be worse. It's an eight. So in seven and nine, you have it, but only the minimum. I think what I'm going to say here is that you don't find weapons made of iron, Mm -hmm. but you find a solid amount of raw iron. So you have enough to come back here and use the workshop to build some iron weapons. That makes sense. So Johnny and I will just load the car with as many regular weapons as we can. Swords, shields, throwing stars. We can fill the whole car with throwing stars, but that doesn't seem very effective. <laughs> what other weapons are there? That's it. That's all the weapons. Sword, shields, and throwing stars. <laughs> those are the those are the ones That's that it. I, those are the three. Those are the ones oh. that I like. Oh shit! 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 Oh god! What? What? Oh, god. Are you okay? Johnny Metters gets a pair of nunchucks and they're oh, right on gosh. his belt. Cha-ching! Right there on his belt. Ka-cock! Ka-clack! <laughs> I, I thought he already had nunchucks. Ka-chow! Well, now he's got... Oh, now he's Lightning McQueen. <laughs> magic nunchucks with crosses on a man. And he's got a... He finds... Oh, shit, yeah, crosses. He finds a fucking bandana and he wraps it around his head. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of a way to say that this is for ignis this is for ignis this is for ignis Ignis. hey buddy this one's for ignis you little little bastard